When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, final hour, Wednesday edition of the program. Encourage all of you out there, go subscribe, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show podcast. Tens of millions of downloads a month, lots of original, cool content that you cannot find elsewhere. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. Can I, can I just give a little teaser here, Clay? Because I did speak to Mary Catherine Ham, who's in her last week at CNN after many years there, about the Don Lemon fiasco, about the implosion of CNN. We went on for about an hour. It was fascinating. She, a little teaser here, she was suspended almost as long as Jeffrey Tubin. We all remember what Jeffrey Tubin did for making fun of Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, CNN's a mess, and Mary so, Catherine Ham is fantastic. So go subscribe to the podcast. Baby. Moral of the story, yes. Brand new baby, I believe that she is uh, that she is dealing with. She was uh, figuring out what she's going to do in media, and every now and then I get a text, and you can always tell when you have a new mom, and having been through this three times, you're up at all these crazy hours. So every now and then I just get a text from her at like 3.30 and it's not because she's just coming home from the bar. Uh, it's because baby's hungry and suddenly like you're trying to catch up. I remember those days, Buck, you will go through them, I bet, at some point and you will have so much respect for the women in your lives, that is women who can have babies, um, and what they do, not pregnant people, what they do in those early months uh, of the baby's lives when they're basically, you don't know what time it is, you don't know what day it is, you don't know what month it is. It is pure chaos for those first several months um, of any newborn. And uh, so she is fantastic, and congratulations to her on that new baby. Um, Donald Trump, on his way right now to East Palestine, Ohio, where we have spent, we talked about this a lot last week. We had the congressman on. 
We had, I think on Monday, Ali, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the state senator who represents East Palestine called into the show. And so we have had a lot of different people reporting from this community and letting us know what exactly is going on there. To me, Buck, the disconnect between Joe Biden and his focus on Europe and on Ukraine and Donald Trump today going on Trump Force One, flying to East Palestine, bringing the media coverage that he will to this location is a tremendous win for him in what, let's be honest, you were talking earlier about the fact 2024 going to be close. They put Fetterman in office. There are a lot of people who are going to vote for Biden, even if he's incompetent, dementia-addled, and cannot do the job. The election, by and large, I understand there's people listening all over the country. We know that 2024 probably is going to come down to what a bunch of Big Ten fans do in the Midwest states. What happens in Pennsylvania? What happens in Michigan? What happens in Wisconsin? Ohio has flipped. It used to be the major battleground. Those three states that I just named, basically you tell me what happens there, I'll tell you who's going to win the election. Here's why I think this is such a a strong move from trump let's just take for granted it's the right move uh just on a on an on a human ethical leadership level i think to go and express solidarity uh with the people in east palestine who are affected uh who have been affected by this but now from a political uh optics perspective donald trump part of um what was so special about his 2016 campaign. And I think we really have to look back at, at what went right there. If we're talking about what could go, what should and could go right for Trump again. Now it was speaking for the forgotten men and women of America. It was, and, and this was the amazing thing, right? Cause this guy, this billionaire who's, you know, TV superstars names. I mean, I grew up seeing the Trump buildings all around in New York City, and I and I grew up a few blocks from one of the Trump buildings. And you know, but somehow Donald Trump, when not only he would speak to over uh, a microphone, but when he would speak in person to steel workers, construction workers, you know, hourly wage individuals, all you know, in communities that feel left behind and forgotten. They felt the connection and they felt the sense that Donald Trump actually wants to help. He's not pretending what Joe Biden does is, oh, I'm just like you. I'm a Scranton. No, no, no. Trump doesn't say I am a steel worker from Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Trump says, I respect the hard work that you do. And I think it's wrong that the country that you love and have helped build has left you behind. And if he can recapture some of that, I think that's a big part of his sweet spot politically. Uh, I think it's necessary for any Republican candidate, to your point about who's going to determine the next election, white working class voters in these swing states as a yes. demographic will be incredibly, yeah, there'll be suburban moms. Yeah, there'll be the Hispanic vote. There'll be different votes that are up for grab at some level. But what's most likely determined to determine Michigan, Pennsylvania, the states that you've laid out, everyone knows what these states are now because we've been so focused on them for years. It's going to be can a, a candidate like Trump reach out and connect with the voters who are like the people, even if they're not in East Palestine, who feel like they do right now on a whole range of issues. That's right. And the Biden administration. And I'm thinking a lot about this, Buck, because my book I've been working on so much has been 
as the entire Democrat Party has been, captured by woke white people. That is who the Democrats want to make sure that they keep happy every single day. And the person, you know, the politician who woke white people love more than anybody else? Mayor Pete. He is the candidate of the woke white community. As as we were joking yesterday, Babylon B, great headline, Mayor Pete reminds everybody he's gay. They love the idea of Mayor Pete as their identity politics candidate being a gay guy. This is the modern family, uh, you know, uh, the, the candidate, right? Um, and when you listen to this little snippet of an interview, Daily Caller reporter catches Mayor Pete out walking in the street, and he will basically not interact with her. And then he ends the interview by saying that he needs to take a photo of her, which is super creepy, strange behavior. I want to make sure that I get her name right, and I'll give you her name. But first, I want to play this audio for you. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today. And uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, I'm sure reach out to the press office, but I'm have that conversation with you. Just walk you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, uh, thank you. Can I get a photo of you? Yeah. Can I, can I get a photo of you? He asked there at the end, Buck. And by the way, that reporter's name, Jenny Tear, uh, good job, Daily Caller. When you hear this, your reaction is what? Well, she's being entirely uh, respectful. Because, look, we, we just, we're consistent, right? You don't have to give interviews to anybody. That's the reality. And and if we're saying our side shouldn't, you know, shouldn't just keep showing up, NBC News, keep punching me in the face, you know, no. I, it's fine for Pete Buttigieg. If he doesn't want to stop and do a stop and talk or a kind of on-the-fly interview, that, that's fine. But she's being entirely, there's nothing in her questioning that is out of bounds or unfair. Um it was why did he ask for a photo of her though at the end? It's what weird. did you make of that? What what was that all about? It it's such a good question. Why he was asking of the photo? Because I think that turned what was otherwise kind of a, a a clear attempt to avoid talking to the press as he's walking to a. It felt like a threat to me, and or he's taking that photo to send to someone in his office and say. Who is this person? Let's make sure there are consequences Blocked. for this behavior. That's Blocked what it from press felt events. like to me. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. Do you remember? Do you remember when when Jim Acosta lost his hard pass to the White House? For, yes, I think it was a, a day or two, and 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 the journalists of America were the weeping and the gnashing of teeth, the rending of garments in the streets. Oh my God, Jim Acosta had to check in like a like a peasant. At the yeah. White House visitors kiosk. Oh my gosh, he didn't just get to waltz in like the other. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I also don't feel bad. I understand in general, if you're a public figure, you may not want to be interviewed wherever you're going. But in this particular situation, where many in the media are totally avoiding ever asking Mayor Pete about East Palestine in general, and there is basically nothing that's being done on behalf of these people. 
I actually think Jenny Tare uh, at the Daily Caller is doing the work that journalists are supposed to do, which is hold people in positions of power accountable for not taking care of constituents that don't have the same power, right? That's what we want objectively journalists to do is get information and hold people accountable for ignoring the people that they be representing. Well, also, any attention that is that is paid to the people of East Palestine is is inherently uh, problematic for the Biden administration because Biden's uh, Biden's base, Biden's real base, the coastal uh, blue state elites, um, they don't care. They're they're not looking at this issue. This this doesn't get high on their radar. There's no virtue signaling points for them. They're not you know putting up uh, some kind of a symbol of solidarity all over the place on their Facebook profiles. You know, there's no there's no black square. There's no Ukraine ribbon or you know Ukraine flag or whatever. Um, so they're they're not interested in this in any meaningful way politically. And that's why rem- reminding everybody of that, I think, is is important. Why is this? I mean, we have an administration that that prattles on endlessly about the environment. And we need to, you know, we need to do more environmental stuff and we need to get rid of the CO2 in the air. OK, if you're so worried about CO2 emissions, shouldn't you be more worried about a massive uh, hazardous waste explosion in a uh, in an area, you know, what do they really know about this? And and what are they really telling us? Also, they don't have the right to say, trust us. No, we don't trust them. I mean, these are the same people that we think are shooting balloons out of the sky thinking they're UFOs. Well, I think it's one of the unfortunate legacies of there being no consequences from COVID, frankly, Buck. Because yeah. if you lectured me for years about how I had to listen to you and your public health authorities or me and my family were all going to die, and then I find out that you were wrong on all of that, and a couple of guys like you and me who don't have advanced medical degrees, we aren't epidemiologists, but we're just smart enough, and there are a lot of people out there who are the same way, smart enough to look at the data and analyze risk on behalf of ourselves and our families, and we made rational, reasonable decisions, and we shared all those with this huge audience of millions of people. I'm sorry, when you have shown me that you are unworthy of trust on COVID, it pollutes every single opinion that you have going forward. When Biden told me if I didn't get the COVID shot, it was going to be a winner of death, and I was responsible for that and then it wasn't true, then why would I ever believe him on anything? They showed us beyond a reasonable doubt that they care much more about politics than about our actual health. They care much more about power than whether or not people are are safe. Um, you know, we still have not had a full accounting for all the excess de- excess deaths that have occurred and I'm even talking about deaths of despair and I'm forget about the for a second, the vaccine side effect issue. I'm just saying all the people who were immiserated and lives destroyed because of lockdowns that were insane because of policies that were depressing. Um, I mean, you could just see this on the airlines, all the people getting into yep. fistfights because they were wearing masks, which was idiotic. It was beyond belief. It was completely absurd. And now they're going to tell us, don't worry about it. We've got this. This toxic, and it's not toxic waste, but, you know, this uh, hazardous waste spill 
is something that we can trust them to be honest about with the American people. I, I not only do I not trust them to be honest, I don't think they're competent enough to handle it. And I don't think that they've gotten they should get the benefit of the doubt on either one of those. I think that's right. I think that's one of the legacies of COVID is that erosion of trust. And worth mentioning, 75 to 80 percent of all airline complaints have vanished since the mask mandates disappeared. So all those unruly passengers that everybody was focused on, by and large, eliminating masks did away with 75 to 80 percent of all the issues. Tunnel the to Towers Foundation's building its Let Us Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida. It's right outside Tampa, first of its kind, 100 homes in the first phase of construction, and they have been given to program recipients there. Gold Star family, the Thorntons, were first to move in. The widow, Danielle, and her children, Jalen and Kinsley, after the death of their husband, father, Robert, U.S. Army Sergeant Danielle calls the home a blessing. In the Let Us Do Good Village, Gold Star families of fallen first responders and severely injured first responders and service members, their neighbors, heroes and families of heroes live in one community so they can help one another heal. Children grow up together and support one another. And with every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our nation's greatest heroes have made for our country and our communities. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Join both of us, Buck and myself, in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Learn and laugh. Weekdays with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match 
up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. So Don Lemon got sent to a one-day Maoist gender re-education camp. Did you see this? One day, Don Lemon gets gets sent there. And it's he's he is cured of his misogyny. It's amazing how that happens. He's he's all all good now. I I say this, I still I miss Brian Stelter's show. Brian Stelter's show was a rich source of material for the right. And and I think he liked it because we were the only it wasn't his audience. The only attention he got was from us going, oh, Brad Stelter has got a wicked show about the media. And and now you got Don Lemon, who is going to continue in, in this role uh, of the morning show over at CNN for the, for, you know, for the immediate foreseeable foreseeable future. Um, you know, we have uh, joining us in a few minutes, Clay, Steve Krakauer, who uh, is with the first and is uh, does a great newsletter on media specifically and he used to work at cnn um i think he was there a little bit before i i was a i was a contributor there so we can ask him is cnn just going to continue to circle the drain how does how does this thing get turned around i don't know how it gets turned around what are the chances don lemon would have been fired if he were a straight white guy for what um, he said about women out of their prime 20s 30s 40s 100 I mean, the chances the chances are he would have been fired that, right. Those are the chances. Being fired. Gay and black saved him from ridiculous stupidity. And at Buck, I still think the funniest part of this whole story is that his research for when a woman is in her prime was literally to go and Google and Google when is a woman in her prime and then cite <laughs> it for anybody who criticized him. Like, it was awesome. He's on the he, biggest... was like, he was like, excuse me, Google it. Excuse me. Yeah. He makes like $10 million a year, and he prepped for that entire discussion by typing in when is a woman in her prime on Google, and then anybody who questioned him, he immediately argued against it. Hey, by it's good he didn't Google what is a woman because that can get very confusing. But I would have really thrown him for an uproar. Uh, if you own a small business, you know the value of time. GetRefunds.com does too. That's why they've made it easy no matter how busy you are. To apply for an employee retention credit or ERC, refunding your taxes from the IRS, go to GetRefunds.com to get started in less than eight seconds. I think that's eight minutes. Uh, see if your business eight seconds would be really impressive. See if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee kept on payroll during COVID nineteen. 
GetRefunds.com. They've already returned over $3 billion. They may be able to help your business, too. No upfront charges. Many businesses believe they won't qualify based on incomplete or outdated information. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Only available for a limited amount of time. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Wednesday edition of the program. Rolling through all of it with you. And we are joined now. He's in our New York City studio. I will be doing the show there uh, Friday. I'll be up in New York. Uh, But we are joined right now by... Uh, a guy who's doing good work, Steve Krakauer, editor of the Fourth Watch Media and executive a producer of the Megyn Kelly Show as well. His most recent book, Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. Book is at readuncovered.com. Steve, we were just talking about the Don Lemon mess. Right. And I know you and Megan on that show have been discussing it quite a lot. And the question I just asked Buck, you may have heard, as we went to break is if Don Lemon is not gay and black, is he still employed at ES, uh, at ESPN probably still be employed there too, but at <laughs> CNN based on what he said, I, I it's, it's hard to imagine that, that he would be at this point. And I, I think the other thing that's, that's interesting is that Don Lemon represents the, the old CNN, the Jeff Zucker era CNN, where, when he was made into a primetime star already in this new era, he's been relegated to the morning show. And you know, yep. now he's one of three there. He's already been, you know, had other controversies with, with others, you know, of his colleagues. I can't imagine that Don Lemon is long for CNN. I'm kind of shocked he's already, he came back after his, as you mentioned, the one day reeducation camp on, on women and gender and sexism. Uh, I don't think he's part of the long term plans of CNN. And I don't think he should be if what they care about is trying to get back to news and objectivity because he more than perhaps anyone went down that that real ridiculous rabbit hole during the trump era and and really helped contribute to the loss of credibility that cnn had during that zucker area that that they're now trying to build themselves out of hey steve it's buck you know you and i both have some time you you considerably more but some time over at cnn back in the day and it really did change, and it, it really has become a journo dumpster fire. I mean, I, I think that even people uh, on the on the Democrat side of the aisle will say that what's gone on over there is uh, <laughs> is not what they intended. That's for sure. Is it salvageable? I mean, what are the? Do you talk to people on the inside still who feel like there's some way to turn this around, or is in the back of their minds the possibility that Trump will run? Just going to bring them back to their 2016 uh, ignominious glory. Uh, that would just be disastrous for them if if that is what happens. I, I and it's it's me hard to fight against that because Trump, imagine you know, was good for business and he was good because and, and he became this focus because it was personal. Jeff Zucker had this personal relationship with Trump. He felt you know basically Trump was a turncoat to his class, to the media class there, and that's part of the reason that they went down that that you know the guardrails were completely off during the Trump era. I think that it's possible, but. It's going to take some really full-scale changes because, as you mentioned, I was at CNN in 2013. Uh, I worked there for about three years. And 2013, less than 10 years ago, it was like a lifetime compared to the way it devolved in 2015 and 2016 when that all happened. So, so yes, I, I think that what, what happened in 2016 is that they, there were people inside CNN that felt that there was this real existential threat that to democracy that they were had to fight against. And I write about this in Chapter 6, including my experience at CNN, but also what happened since. And, and so even if they believe that, 
And and I personally obviously did not think that there was an existential threat with Trump. But if you believe that, then what you need to do is double down on your principles. That's the time that you really kind of dig in your heels and say, if this is important, we need to make sure the public trusts us when you tell us about that. Instead, they did the opposite. They decided that apparently now is the time you can abandon your principles because it's too important. No, you know, the journalistic integrity, that's that's for another time. Right now, we need to, to, to take down Trump. And that just just completely destroys the credibility. And I do think it's going to take real change. I mean, they've already had some of the staffing changed from that Zucker era. I think it's going to take some more. You need to get new people in there so that they can regain that trust because they need to get back to, to news. I, I think that we need a strong CNN. Right now, it's a mess still. Yeah, and you know, it's not just CNN, by the way. No. I'm sure you saw the numbers on Gallup where basically the vast majority of the American public, certainly Republicans and independents, don't trust the media anymore and i think COVID accelerated that is that reversible or do you think we've moved into this new era where basically people go out and follow people whose opinions they find interesting or they agree with but this idea of a walter cronkite like figure or a cnn during the initial gulf war era has basically gone forever and there isn't going to be a very trusted form of media Right. I, I, it, you're right. It's much bigger than, than CNN. And I think that there, there's a lot of reasons for it. And I do think that there are elements that they can get back to. I don't, I think that the days of the Walter Cronkite and the trust and the giant audiences, I mean, just the way that the audiences has, have shifted now. There's so many, so much more choice now in how you consume your media content. So that's, that's all playing a factor in this. But, but I really think that we are we living in an era and I, I try to lay out five specific problems that make this particular era really challenging for the media and and lead to these giant problems and one of them is social media i mean what the new york times every single day it's a giant news organization every day there's some good journalism happening at the new york times but every single day they are undermined by their own staff the, the lower level staffers who spill out their their thoughts all over twitter on every possible subject like it's their diary for everyone to read and that is just so unlike any other occupation like you don't have you know bill your accountant who does your taxes tweeting incessantly about january 6th and the riot like the those, those people most of the country have lives and families and they go outside but the corporate media the pundits the journalists they spend all their time talking nonstop to each other on Twitter. And until you can actually get them to pull back from that, until you can get them to, to actually go back to doing the work of journalism and not trying to make themselves into stars, then you aren't going to be able to solve the problems that you have at the core of what's wrong with the press these days. Speaking of Steve Krakauer, he's got a new book out, Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. Steve, is there an incentive for these organizations, whether it's the New York Times, CNN, any of them, is there really an incentive for them to go back to doing journalism? Or do you think that they just view the business model now as the more insanely anti-MAGA, left-wing, you know, tra trans rights for kids? I mean, just the most hardcore left-wing stuff. It feels like the, the trend is to just try to fight over more and more slices of the left instead of trying to broaden it out and do more information gathering and I guess what people would call journalism. Yeah, I, I the incentive structure is completely broken. But I do think that when you see the successes of people rising to power and, and think about it, 
it's not just money. That's that's what they're losing, you know, because they are they, they made gobs of money under Trump. And then now they're starting to lose money. You see the worst ratings of all time for CNN and MSNBC last year. But it's also power, institutional power, corporate power. When you have the likes of Joe Rogan becoming the most powerful voice in a lot of ways in the press, doing it completely outside of the gatekeepers. But you have other people on Substack, great journalists who are building real news organizations for themselves. When you have that, the corporate media has to look at that and see why is it that we're losing not just audience, but actual power and make some adjustments to it. So I'm not seeing that happening yet, but I do think that we're at this really clear inflection point right now that this is a moment where there, there will be changes. There will be win- and losers that we don't know yet, both on the independent side and on the corporate media side. And it's because of the, the success of the independents, because of the success of people who are accruing an audience Audiences finding people from non-traditional ways that's going to force the corporate media, hopefully, to really like light a fire under them and say, let's get this right and let's actually start to, to do the work of getting people to trust us again, because right now they don't. No doubt. Steve, I I did your podcast recently. We had a good time. How can people find that if they want to see more of you interacting with Buck and myself? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the newsletter, which I, I write and, and do the podcast is fourthwatch.media and the book, which I get into all of these problems and, and really try to lay out some solutions if they'd listen, uh, is at readuncovered.com. Thanks for being with us, Steve Krakauer. Good to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Every day, your home movies and photos are slowly fading away. That's because those videotapes you bought once upon a time weren't meant to last more than a couple of decades. The magnetic tape starts to degrade and the color fades on photographs and the albums that you've stashed away that are collecting dust. It's time to digitize what is on those tapes and in those albums. You can do it easily with Legacy Box. They've done this for more than one million families already. You can trust your precious memories on film and tape with Legacy Box. Clay and I have both used them to preserve our own family's treasures and the outcome was phenomenal. It's like opening a time capsule. You see all those smiles, those amazing moments. Hear the voices of family members that maybe even have passed away, and you can just think back to them and actually have a real memento, real memory that comes back to you. So every tape you send to Legacy Box is hand-transferred by their team with tremendous care and trust in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So you want to do this. It's worth doing it right now. Visit LegacyBox.com slash buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You'll save 50%. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. You'll get this 50% off offer. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off-duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I want to take you back in time, though. A moment in history. February 22nd, 1980. U.S. men's Olympic hockey team. A great moment for America. Play it. So I will say, Clay, even I know about this because producer Mark threatened to take my passport away from me not being American because I had not seen Miracle the movie. So I figured, okay, I watched it. Very, very entertaining. Um, one of the great moments in, in American sport. And it, it, it's, you, it's anniversary. February 22nd is today. Do you know who was on the call there and said the iconic Miracle line? Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> oh, man. This is like one of those Jeopardy clips that could go viral when it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> you just see all the bad It's the only answers. hockey player I know, okay? No, no, so, no. Yeah. Remember, these were amp- – well, first of all, these were – you watch the movie. These were not professional hockey players. No, I so, know, I know. Wayne, I, but I don't – I literally that's well, the only Gretzky's hockey person I know. Canadian, so it would be unlikely that Ooh. he would be on the U.S. team or, Ooh, I missed or that calling one. the game. But Al Michaels, one of the uh, most uh, iconic – sports announcers of all time still 
in the game. He's calling Thursday night NFL. I believe that's the only sport that he does now. Uh, but that was his probably most memorable call of his career 42 years ago today. I mean, that, that audio clip, I will say, is right up there with the Russian is cut. Now, granted, that's fictional, but still, the Russian is cut as a moment in fictional sport kind of helped us defeat the Soviet. Between Rocky Four and Reagan, they didn't have a chance. This buck was a big difference between us generationally. I was nine months old. And this is going to make a lot of people out there feel very old. I was a baby, nine months old, when that call occurred. Probably somewhere in the house, I bet my dad and or mom had that game on. You, not yet born. I mean, I'm maybe the more true American, just tossing it out there. Well, that made that... <laughs> whatever you say, sir. We need the Hulk Hogan real American hero music there in the background because I was around for the Miracle on Ice, you not yet existing. And it is uh, it is remarkable because there were college... Uh, it's kind of funny that we were like, well, we're just going to use college athletes instead of... And they're just going to send their professionals who are state-funded and trained. This was a big this. deal in the Olympics for a while, Buck, because the U.S. insisted on college kids, for instance, in basketball playing against every other country's professional athletes until the Dream Team in 1992, back in the era, and I said we would mention this when the NBA was at its apex. You were an NBA fan at the time. Yep. This is a good example. I mean, we just played that clip 42 years ago. The NBA had its all-star game this weekend in Salt Lake City, Buck. All-time low for viewership in NBA all-star game history. This is what happens when a sport truly goes woke, they abandon many of the people who otherwise would be fans of the sport who are seeking to get away from the serious things in life. And the NBA, by going full-on woke, has alienated much of its fan base. And just circling back before we close up shop today, uh, I had said um, that I thought that Trump today in East Palestine had an opportunity to uh, reestablish or, or maybe just reconnect with one of his most important constituencies, uh, which is just people all across the country, but mostly in what people would term the Rust Belt, uh, you know, areas that have faced uh, deindustrialization and feel left behind. And here is how Trump spoke today in East Palestine. Here's a clip of him. Play 31. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. This is this is vintage Trump, by the way. Communities the that Trump feel forgotten. Won the, yeah. Won the Midwest in 16, Buck. That this is, we can talk to we're blue in the face about all the different permutations, all the candidates, and ultimately what it's going to come down to is Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. What is going to happen in the Midwest? Those are the states, maybe Minnesota, if if Republicans are having a good run, but those are the states, those Big Ten states. And when Trump shows up there, and Buck, I think this is such a perfect metaphor for America first, he beat Mayor Pete. That transportation secretary, it's going to take him two weeks to get there. Joe Biden can't even make it up the stairs in Europe. He's probably never going to get there. And Trump showed up. Showing up's a big part of it. I, yeah, Buddha Judge is apparently going tomorrow now. Yeah. 
That's what it did because I, I think he realized because of Trump. Yes, exactly. He's had to say, "Whoa, hold on a second. It's really not that hard. You know, getting to Ohio, it's not like getting to Antarctica. Despite what the Democrat elites in the coast may think, you can get there pretty easily." Well, and remember, this is the pitch that Democrats, the white woke class of Democrats, have tried to make about Mayor Pete. Oh, he has a great appeal in the Midwest. Well, he was the mayor in Indiana in a state that he could never win governor or senate in. And I believe he's moved to Traverse City, Michigan, if I'm not uh, wrong there, with his uh, family. So he's now not even living in Indiana. But their big argument about Mayor Pete is he can connect in the Midwest. Well, I would suggest that failing to go to East Palestine for two weeks, despite the constant drumbeat of futility that has emerged there, is a sign that Mayor Pete doesn't actually connect that well in the Midwest at all. We want you to connect with us on our podcast stream, by the way. We've got great originals that are going up there, deep dive interviews, long form stuff you won't hear on the radio. Got to go to the iHeart app, uh, subscribe to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. And uh, also go check out uh, Clay and Buck on YouTube because we have video we take throughout the show and we post some of our clips there. So there's a lot of ways to uh, stay in touch with us and, and keep it all flowing and Already, man, I'm thinking about our show tomorrow. I, I have a feeling that the response to the Trump visit from the media on the left tonight in primetime, I might have to watch some MSNBC tonight, Clay. I may have to step into this and do it for everybody. You poor, poor bastard. I'm glad you're taking the shrapnel for everybody else because I certainly I do. am not doing that. My hair protects me, though. It's very thick. <laughs> Sign up for the podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.